Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast. I hope you're well. I am currently in Magnetic Island. It's this little island of Australia. It's so cute. It has so much wildlife. But I, yeah, I wanted to record something for you guys today. I know I haven't done a few the last couple of weeks. Sometimes you just gotta live life. And that's what I've been doing. Um, But I'm back. And this episode might be let's say specific to some people but I think on a general it will really apply to a lot of you and you might be able to like really resonate with some of the things I say and it is going to be on the topic of like boy stuff and when I say boy stuff girl stuff whoever you're into kind of thing um and almost like on your attachment styles now I know that I've like talked about this previously because I've been going through Well, you're always going through stuff, I guess, but I've been a lot more aware of it this year because I have definitely had my situations involving it. And I think this year I was really presented with what I had going on and my stuff. And I feel like it's so nice, like so nice to be able to come to a place where I have noticed a lot of growth and a lot of mindset shifts. And obviously there's always still stuff to work on, but the version that I was in January, so about 10 months ago, you know, December me, January me, February, even March, that version of myself was really struggling with things. And I genuinely didn't know at the time how I would get out of, you know, the stuff I was going through. I didn't even know that there was like, not a solution. Like I knew in my head, things would hopefully get better with how I dealt with things and how I perceived things and the way that I was struggling but like I didn't know that I'd really be able to feel in a good place now and so this podcast is almost for that 21 year old who was going through stuff and you know previous versions of myself but I think because I was a little bit more aware of what was happening this year it felt even harder and so I kind of just want to share stuff because I know a lot of people will resonate. There will be some cases where you are kind of programmed in different ways because we're all programmed in different ways through like childhood and stuff and how we perceive relationships and this is going to be a lot more of like the anxious attachment edge trying to go more into a secure place and let's say if you are like an avoidant girly if you know or maybe you have no idea what you are or guy if you're listening now I've written down in my journal some ways that I had felt and One of them is you feel anxious all the time. I can't explain how anxious I was for the first three months of this year. And I literally had crippling anxiety. And at the beginning, I thought it was just me and my anxiety. But quite quickly, I figured out that, and more apparent to me now, that this anxiety was induced by my anxious attachment. And so when you're almost triggered by another human that is basically like activating your attachment style you're just anxiety gets worse so I was like I remember I was struggling to sleep when I woke up I felt crap it was actually more of a rare thing for me to wake up feeling okay the next thing was that your mood can switch depending on their reply and you know if you're in a stable relationship this stuff is probably gonna be like less not relatable because obviously still things still happen but you know I actually think situationships are way more harder than actual like committed relationships I know everything has its stuff but situationships can drive you through the wall because there's that level of are they really there for me you know can I rely on them are they consistent and most of the time, if it's a situationship, it's not. And so I remember my mood being able to switch depending on their reply. If they replied in a positive way, if they were consistent, if they were attentive, if they were like actually like replying to me and picking up my calls, I would feel good. I would feel fine. But if they had ignored my messages for a while, if they weren't picking up my calls, and if it went on, and if I tried again and no one picked up, and you know, you get the gist, my anxiety would rapidly increase and it would only settle when they would reply in a loving manner. And if they didn't reply in a loving manner, I would be basically like still in this headspace of like, 
oh my god like they don't like me we're over or whatever and all of this stuff and I became very preoccupied with the relationship which is very interesting because I think when you know and I've read the book attachment attached sorry the book is called attached by dr amir levine and rachel heller and it's got like a love heart on the front of it and it talked about you know you can have a very driven person who has all their life goals works really really hard and it gave this story of like yeah this woman who was really like motivated in her area like such a boss babe doing all her stuff And then she started seeing this guy and he was inconsistent and it was like triggering her anxious attachment ways and suddenly, you know, she couldn't focus on work and she wasn't as concentrated and her mind was somewhere else and I feel like this is something you may need to hear if you're, you know, I don't want you to question yourself in terms of like, well, that's not me anymore, like, like I'm telling you that I've had that happen like I love my work I love grinding I love being focused and it really really knocked me when the beginning of the year I was so preoccupied by somebody else and it was kind of hard to swallow because I was like but I'm driven why can a boy take me off that and all I want to say is that you can get past that and there is like a happy ending in terms of finding your peace again the thing that's like interchangeable is you may not be able to be with them or you may be able to sort things out but for me I was very very preoccupied with the relationship another thing that I found happening was I let them set the tone of the relationship you know if they wanted to see me oh I wanted to see them if they didn't want to see me you don't have much choice in that if they wanted things to go a certain way you kind of just went along with it if they didn't want to be in a relationship you kind of stuck around because you were like well I want some sort of connection with them and that's also what the book was talking about and something my therapist kept kind of saying was like you're basically trying to maintain an attachment and whatever way you can do that you will And so if maintaining an attachment with that person means not being in a committed relationship because they don't want to, you do. Instead of thinking about your own needs and thinking like, you know what, I would actually really like something committed. I deserve someone to kind of be there for me and all that stuff. Because there was parts of me that, you know, I hadn't worked through certain things and I hadn't realized like what I had deserved. I let them set the tone of the relationship, which I can tell you now it is so much more healing and so much better when you understand what you need and what you want and what you deserve and you go no you're going to talk to me like that you can go and the trick is to be willing to walk away which I will go into later on the next thing is that you fear small things will ruin the relationship and you know I think that's a very common thing for a lot of girls and you know potentially guys too because I know guys are on this podcast but if you have an anxious attachment you're basically always fearing that like oh but if I speak up and tell them what I need or want you know that could ruin the relationship if I say I don't want to do that that could ruin the relationship if I say that I want something more that could ruin the relationship you fear that you know if they're off with you you've done something all of these little things whereas when you go into the more like secure attachment you learn to believe that small things won't affect the whole relationship itself and that it's just a direct topic that maybe you need to like work on together or that has come up and let's say a disagreement but it's not gonna fully affect your whole relationship the next one took me a while to actually admit that I did because I'm always someone who says I don't play games but I realize there's two ways of playing games There's one way that I think most of us think about it in a way of like guys playing games in terms of hard to get or slowing down their replies or, you know, whatever. But there's also the other way of playing games in terms of you can do it when you actually want them to and when you fear that you'll lose them or that you're anxiously attached. And, you know, it could be let's say you've called the person and then they don't reply and then you've texted them they don't reply and then you call them again and they don't reply and it goes let's say 
and then you're like okay fuck like you're in an anxious space you don't know what to do they're not picking up and let's say it goes a whole day and they don't reply to your stuff and then suddenly they do text you or they do call you and then you're off with them you try out busy you're a bit like "Mm, whatever that was me and I don't want to say anything that I say on here is wrong or right it's all about being aware and I generally used to think that like if I acted a little bit off when they actually did reply when they actually did contact me after them not contacting me for a while that that would send a message of next time you should reply to me next time you should be available otherwise I'm gonna basically not be and that is not effective communication I will tell you that now most of the time this kind of anxious attachment that I'm talking to gets a lot a lot more triggered when you're with an avoidant person we all basically want someone to be there for us and people with an anxious attachment need closeness to calm them down and when they feel triggered they need closeness people with an avoidant attachment they do want someone someone to be there for them but they don't they're basically scared of intimacy and they don't want closeness and so what they do is they push people away and they need more space and they use like deactivating strategies to kind of allow them to go into this bubble where they don't think of you and so when I was you know let's say acting a little bit off and most of the time it wasn't like oh yeah like purposely feeling like I was playing games it was more like I'm hurt I'm really hurt that you know once you know when I tried to call you that you weren't there for me and so this is almost not me trying to hurt you back but like like how can I just be there for you or how can I just reply instantly and like it's completely understandable and I have a more of like a secure way of managing that now I'm not just always automatically replying to things it's about finding a time where it suits you but what I was trying to say was when you do come to this point of you know playing your few games the avoidant doesn't notice you think you're communicating because you're like okay I'm not gonna reply for a while so I hope you understand the avoidant person 99% doesn't even notice so while you think you've got this whole strategy going on that if I act off they'll realize that they did something wrong they most of the time don't and that's why effective communication is so important because we expect people to kind of read our minds it just doesn't always work like that and actually just telling someone how you feel is most of the time no is is always the better option and the thing is is there's two ways that something will happen when you effectively communicate so let's say i go tell the guy you know it really hurt me when you know you didn't pick up my calls yesterday and i really needed you and you know i'm just wondering what's going on or whatever they might reply be like look it's no big deal like i was just busy whatever or they might go oh i'm i'm actually really sorry like you know i had this type of day yesterday and maybe next time if you could just like say straight up that you were struggling so that i know that like i can be there a little bit quicker or something we all kind of want the second way we want someone to understand us we want to feel heard but some people don't quite have it within them yet to do that and I had several times where I received the first reaction like what's the big deal or you know I was busy or whatever like kind of just like brushing it off those moments are very big indicators but when we don't fully understand what we deserve or fully understand what's you know a red flag or you want to call it we decide to ignore those stuff and we carry on whereas now you know going forward i communicate my needs and if someone's response basically shows that like they're not too bothered or you know that's not their place and time to like deal with it or not necessarily deal with it but just like support in any way i don't try change that or make them understand more or stick around in that way like in a relationshipy way whereas if someone can show that like they want to work with you together in a certain situation and potentially apologize or potentially like explain their side or just communicate that for me is a very 
green flag. And another big thing is that you think the other person is off because of you. Like, if they're off, it is because something you've done. And I cannot explain how much I did this at the beginning of the year. If the guy did not text me back, if the guy, you know, cancelled our plans, if the guy, when we were together, like, started being more quiet, being more off, you know, not really getting close with me, I, every single time, I was like, what have I done? What have I done? What have I done? And it was throughout this year, was I actually able to jump into more of my adult self and assess the situation from a better perspective and realise actually you know what they're off not because of me and most of the time when I like actually did talk to the person and they were like yeah like I'm having a bit of a tough time right now or yeah like I'm struggling but most of the time they weren't actually able to communicate that I was just actually able to kind of learn on the go and realize you know what they're not having a good day or that's got to them and you know maybe their family isn't being so supportive right now or their work isn't doing as well and so that has a massive effect on them and so they're going quieter or they feel behind on work and so they're not able to like bring their full selves to the table and something I definitely did you know the first four months would be like I was so deep into my own stuff that I wasn't ever able to recognize that they had their own stuff too and I generally thought I was way too needy I thought that like every situation was my fault then like you know the next four months you know summer I kind of realized you know what we both have our stuff and I was able to see more of their kind of characteristics but what still kind of caught me in the loop and I think it's hard when you're like an empath and you know I use that word lightly but I used to stick around because I was like oh but bless them or I can't leave them when they're in this place or I've got to be there for them at all times or you know they're really the one so I I can't even think about walking away and then the last like I'd say two months so like the next the almost the third stage that I've kind of gone into is understanding that you can be there for someone but it doesn't mean you have to be romantically involved and stay in the situation and that your peace is a bigger priority now obviously it's not completely their fault but it's definitely part of the mixture and so it's a little bit different when you're in like a stable relationship and you're able to make someone's well-being a priority while keeping your peace a priority because they don't clash but keeping your peace a priority is really really hard when you have someone that isn't available and that is playing with your emotions purposely or not right and that is definitely something that's really clicked in my brain the last month that you know what my peace is my priority and so by saying that I have to be willing to let go of a person in order to keep my peace a priority and I think sometimes you know a lot of us is we do put everyone else's needs before us especially the person that we want to connect with and stay close with but just take it from me it really does it really really can mess with you and you probably know if you're already feeling that I know I've said a lot of stuff but kind of you know how do we work on from this is it's okay you have to be really really compassionate to yourself I may have said a lot of things where you're like oh my god I had never really put that all together and it's okay we have such a long life ahead of us and we've also been through so much already and so we pick up on certain things you know depending on our parents depending whether we had stable parents whether we had reliant parents we learn to adapt we learn to put others first we learn to you know that it's not okay to say our needs and be heard you know if you're taught that in childhood how on earth do you expect yourself to just fully do that in relationshiphood or whatever you want to call it and it's a learning process and to be compassionate with yourself at every stage and I went back you know to the guy a lot of times and when I say to the guy like there's been situations where I've had this in my past too so we're going to take 
the guy as a general because there's been lots of situations like this like when I was like 15 when I was like 17 and you know sometimes you do go back but what I've learned is to not beat yourself up for it and actually in a very weird way every time I went back let's say in the summer or in the last six months it taught me something else it reminded me yeah you know what it's on repeat this cycle is on repeat and this is what happens when I get closer and it almost made it easier for me to step away and every time I did step away whether or not it was for two weeks or a month or two months I became a lot more clearer in myself and what I needed almost like realizing how things were supposed to go realizing what is actually better for you and then let's say I did go back you know whether it was one night or talking for one week you kind of realize easier every time that something's not for you and I've definitely found that it's easier to unattach yourself while still in contact not to say that like don't not be in contact with them like it's a good thing you know most of the time to actually really give yourself space but I always find it easier to let go of someone while still having them nearby and not necessarily in relationship sense like it's not like I was promising someone something while disattaching myself it's more like okay they're still my friend or we still see each other but I can learn to not want to be as close with them anymore because I can see things without rose-tinted glasses anymore and I can actually see what is being presented with me but yeah one of the the good things is that I have been there and you are able to have these changes and have a better view on things which god would I would have wanted to hear that in January and just like if I was able to listen to this podcast that would have meant the world just to know that there is a way out because it can feel quite suffocating as well when you're in it as I already said you become very preoccupied with it all something that definitely always caused me to go back to them and you know previous things as well and you might find this as well but putting them on a pedestal and thinking you won't find someone like them they might have been someone who was better than you had ever met or got on with better than you have ever met and that makes it really hard because you then think that they're at the top and that you won't find someone better because you've never experienced better and maybe you've never experienced some of the traits and relationship traits that you've had with them that you love and like you know whether that was being fun or having fun with someone or laughing lots with someone or you know any any traits that you found within them that you haven't found with previous partners can make it really really hard to let go of them but my friend Dan gave me such an amazing insight which helped me so much like I and I have to share it with you and that's to understand that let's say this person right that I've just kind of explained the person who you're finding really hard to let go of that you think there are so many like amazing qualities but there's also things that like are really making it hard for you to stay there not just like oh a boyfriend or something but like well it might be a boyfriend but someone who's on and off can't commit unreliable maybe they have so many amazing traits yet they put you down right like they can have so many amazing things but they've got a couple of things that you know deep down really aren't good for you and what he said was don't be afraid to understand that you like certain traits about them and understand that there are other people out there with those traits and that it's not that they are the only person in the world with those things I used to think I'm never going to find someone who interacts with me in certain ways like that or understands me in certain ways and so that kept me there for a lot longer like trying to be with them because I genuinely thought I wasn't going to find someone else like that and then when my friend Dan said you know write down the things that you like about that guy write down the things the characteristics that you admire 
because I think sometimes we're actually scared to admit how much we like about a person and how much you know certain things that we really really kind of cherish and so I wrote down those things and then you know there was a lot and then what was really nice actually too was to write down the things that actually were really important to me and that potentially that person didn't give and I know there's supposed to be compromises in relationships but I don't think you're supposed to compromise things like you know someone being there for you someone listening to you someone communicating with you all of those things and you know it was actually a really good exercise my therapist made me do it as well was just like write down what you would might like would want in someone and you're allowed to have that list and to know that someone out there has those things and also like you know this is kind of a side note on other kind of mini relationships and I say mini like you know and it doesn't go to boyfriend and girlfriend but you definitely like more like that not quite the same as like an ongoing situation shit for a year kind of vibe each time that I've got into like a small thing with someone you know I was kind of in a small thing like in the summer and although it didn't work out I was never mad that it happened like at all because that person taught me what it was like to be cared for and adored for and although there was other things that obviously didn't like make us go into something more just because I think we were actually very different and the logistics of it didn't really work out but in terms of like being shown what it's like to have a guy like generally care and show that they care because I think avoidance on a general they obviously do care but they're just not able to express it or be there for you in that way that you need it and it's important to know that you are allowed to have it and so by having you know these mini things with boys they're not always a bad thing like I have my single times too don't you worry like a lot especially here in Oz but it's always been really nice to experience small flings like two month three month things and that's obviously never the purpose going into it but they always do teach me something whether that's like another way that's positive like way to be treated etc and what's really interesting was that the day before there was one day in this Oz holiday where I wrote down my list of like green flags and things that I admired in a person and then it was like a week later or maybe a few days later I was basically presented with someone who like had a lot of those traits that I had basically never really found someone with and not to say that it's gone anywhere or going anywhere but like just to see those traits in a different person was so healing because for a long time I thought okay like for me personally like I'm super playful you know I liked fun energy um laughing energetic like that is a bit of me like it's me and I also admire that within somebody else and I really thought like there's no other person with those qualities since like the person if that makes sense there's still energetic lively fun people out there yeah so that so that's another thing like maybe write down the things you like and then just understand that they are still out there And yeah, as I mentioned earlier, effective communication really solves a lot because you're going to get two answers. One, you will understand each other better. Like when you effectively communicate, you're either going to understand each other better or you will see their intentions. So let's say you're seeing a guy and you're not quite sure what you are and you finally bring up the conversation of like, hey, like, I just want to know what page we're on. Like, where do you think like you see this going and stuff? That's like effectively communicating, right? And let's say, let's say they say, you know, I really don't kind of want to talk about it right now. Or I don't know, like, I don't know if I'm ready for something quite yet. But like not fully saying, hey, you know what? I actually don't want a relationship. And I actually see you as like a friends of benefits or I see you as this. Like that's effectively communicating. But then being like, oh, you know, like, I don't know or I'm a bit dizzy right now or kind of pushing the conversation to a side. That's their intention and don't ignore that it's a very very big sign and it's a useful sign but I know for a fact that like we're always trying our best and eight months ago when I was hearing those things I even heard the words I don't want a girlfriend and I was like oh I can work with that I can make you want a girlfriend don't do that take it from me don't do it 
Okay, I want to share my red and green flags. I do. I wrote them down, so I'm going to share them. Because I know for a fact a younger version of me did not know that these things were green flags. Or that I was even allowed to have green flags. <laughs> okay, my green flags. They're quite specific. Someone who makes me laugh. Someone who laughs at me. Like, with me. My weirdness or my jokes. Someone who you can laugh together about things. Someone who likes to smile. And then someone who I feel like I can smile as much as I want with. Because I have had my plentiful times where I've had to tone down my excitement or my smiles because the other person wasn't on that level and I almost felt annoying if I was too smiley or felt too much in a positive way. Another green flag is, you know, play fighting, having fun, being like a kid. A another green flag is wanting to be adventurous with me you know, wanting to do new things, being spontaneous, someone energetic, someone who can have quieter moments and neither of us have to adapt to be low, right? So it's almost like green flags for me as well. But if I can be quieter and they're okay with that and they're not, like they check in with me, but if I say I'm okay, they're like, believe that and they're happy to kind of keep up their happy energy levels. I like that. And that's the same with, you know, on my side, me learning not to adapt to them. And if they're having a quieter moment, for me to really understand that this is them having a quieter moment, I can still be in my fun mood. Another one is someone who likes hugging in and out of public. Like, I've had experiences of both. One, who likes hugging out of public. Like, will give me a hug. But if we're actually together, most of the time doesn't want hugs. And you know, some people are just built like that. Some people don't like physical touch as much. But for me, and we're allowed to have our preferences, I want someone who likes a huggle because I like a huggle and it calms me down so much. And in a relationship, I want to be hugged and I don't want to have to compromise. Like, I don't. And the fact is that eight months ago, me still wanted to be in a relationship with a person who didn't actually enjoy hugging too much in alone time together which was so interesting that that was something that meant so much to me yet I just fully let it dropped whereas now I realize you know what I there's other people out there I don't need to adapt in that way and I can have someone who likes hugging and then also like out of public too like let's not be shady let's not hug in our own time and then once we're in public like be standoffish in front of your friends and that was definitely like a thing that happened to me way in the past I think when you're younger like sometimes people can be a little bit more like weirder around that but I'm a very like in and out of public when I need a hug when you need a hug with every each other another green flag is someone who I feel can support me on a low day someone who I know that will be there for me now there's a side thing to this is that I now understand that they are not responsible either so I used to feel if I was having a low day, I would go to the person and it would be almost their responsibility to fix it and that I wasn't able to do anything myself. Whereas now I've built up the tools that I know how to get myself out of a low day. I, you know, going through a process of a situationship and someone not being there for you, you have to learn to be there for yourself. And so within that process, I know now I can do it. But also if I'm gonna get into a relationship, I want that person to be able to support me, whether or not that's a hug or a hype up moment or a just listening to my worries that for me is really important and then you know the other way around is a green flag for me is someone who allows me to support them on their low days you know instead of shutting me out instead of completely avoiding me you know I understand we all of our different ways to kind of process through things but someone who can open up or at least let a bit of love in and whatever way they need it like if someone doesn't need physical touch in their low days even if that's my support system I'll understand that but don't completely shut me out in every other way like I want to be able to like work through things together or at least be like communicated to in a way okay this is such a niche specific one and this is definitely my inner child speaking from this <laughs> but someone who is nice to my teddies I have had guys around my house who have thrown my teddies or like, I'll just like lie it next to them because I obviously hug it at night. If they're rude, get the fuck out of my bed or like go away. And it's a very big green flag when they hug them. Could be potentially weird. I don't care. <laughs> oh, this is such a specific one. 
someone who admires my hard work and doesn't see me as weak when I have low days. I am a hardworking, driven girl, but I have my low days too. And I have had situations where, and this is with the the main character person I'm talking about, where I would have low days and I could see that they started seeing me in a different way and it got to me so much because I was like, just because you can't accept like that low days are a thing because I'm actually opening up and having a low day like please take it legit in terms of I'm having a low day but don't take it legit as like this is me this is my personality or I get low all the time like no 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 we all have our low days and so someone who is able to be present with me in that moment help me through it but then not almost have a marker on my head as this person is weak or this person struggles do you know what I mean like let's wipe it clean start fresh I don't know if that makes sense but in my head it does a green flag for me is someone who is like sporty or enjoys or is willing to move their body in a certain way like it's not that I'm like oh I need a gym bro no 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 but someone who is willing to try new things willing to join in on like activities I don't care like I have dated a range of people and been with a range of people and some people don't even go gym some people don't even like do anything right do anything like they could just be like a guy who likes to watch football or whatever do you know what I mean but it I really admire it when they're like willing to try new things whether or not that's like playing around you know in the garden doing handstands or letting them or letting me teach them a handstand or what like will want to go swimming with me or do you know what I mean or like want to go on a walk or want to go on a hike that's the element I like do you know what I mean but yeah someone who enjoys being outside trying new things traveling my next green flag is someone who is available to be contacted right so me in my head knowing that you know what if I text this person they're able to be there for me if not available just be communicative when you aren't so like if you're busy if you're on a night out, if you're doing work, when you do have a chance to see that I've messaged or called, literally ping me a two-word or three-word answer, like really short and sweet, hey, I'm just busy right now, I'm doing this, cool. Do you know what I mean? Like just be communicative in the fact that you're busy because I'll be the same, like if someone really needs me in a moment, I'll just be like, okay, I'm busy right now but I can be available at this time. That's the type of availability that I like. Okay, the next one is about hugging again two things one someone who can sense when I need a hug like you know when someone can just realize you need a hug right now and I'm going to give it to you but also I can understand that not everyone in this world has those skills so the second thing is don't question me when I want one do you know what I mean if you can't sense it I'm probably gonna have to learn to just ask you for a hug which I'm absolutely okay for doing but don't question me or like tell me that I don't need one in an instance or kind of thing do you know what I mean another green flag is someone who is able to have deep conversations with me and allow me to open up and share while providing a safe space and that is the same for like me being with them I really think like I I enjoy having deep conversations like obviously I have a podcast like this is something that I love to do and so being able to talk deeply with someone that you really like and someone who you care for is actually really quite special to me and yeah I feel like you always feel closer and just providing a safe space and even if that person isn't used to that just someone who is open to being more open I think is really important the situationship guy he used to say I I don't want like like I don't want to communicate and I don't want to do this and I don't want to do that like really against being more open and really not seeing any value in it and so now I definitely see that as a red flag someone who is excited to spend time with me someone who enjoys a dance or party someone who communicates their needs I find it very admirable when someone is actually able to come to me and be like hey you know what like when you said this or you know I really feel like I need to have this or whatever even if it goes against my understanding of who I am in a relationship or like if they're able to say like this is kind of what I need and this is how I felt about certain things the fact that they had the courage to come up and 
communicate to me in an effective way, in a calm way, and not yell at me or criticize me, I really will be open as, and I really find that a good thing. And then my last thing is someone who talks nicely about other people. I think that's just a given. Oh God, there is more. I'm really not holding back on these green flags. And I think that's actually something to be okay with is you're allowed to have as many things as you like that is like admirable in a person. I think when it becomes like someone who has to do this and someone who has to be like this or someone has to have these size of muscles or has to look a certain way, like those things can potentially, I don't know how to explain it. There's no right or wrong in having your green flags, but I just want to share more. Someone who is passionate about something in their own personal life. You know, for me, I have got a lot of hopes and dreams and I really do like it when someone else has their own thing because then I know that I can really push hard with my stuff and not feel that I'm the biggest thing in their life. A green flag is someone who likes to cause a little fun chaos. Do you know what I mean? Let's cause a little bit of chaos together. I want someone who's quite relaxed, like quite like wants to do dares or wants to go do silly stuff that's a bit of me someone who doesn't play games you don't need to play hard to get I'm hard to get (laughs) no no I take that back but I I just like someone who's straightforward I find that way more attractive is someone who's like straightforward rather than like leaving me on red for a few days because I'll just lose interest someone who is respectful and loyal once we have agreed to be exclusive and if either cheats I say if either like if they cheat that's okay but we'll end Do you know what I mean? I'm not going to be in fear of the whole relationship that they'll cheat, but just so you know, if it happens, we're done. No questions asked. So the main thing for me is just being respectful and loyal, like, once you have agreed to be exclusive. And, you know, one thing I've also learned in my journey is not to rush being exclusive, especially when that's, like, a new thing. And, like, I definitely rushed it because I couldn't imagine the other person. I did not want the other person to be single. But, like, since being in Oz, I'm like, mm, actually, you know, if I start, like, talking to someone or, like, seeing someone a little bit, you don't get to have me exclusive straight away, darling. I don't want to rush being exclusive because I think exclusivity holds power. And I want to make sure that, like, you know what? Yeah, we both agree now that we want to be that. Green flag, someone who's good with kids. I think that's definitely a green flag. Like, if you're caring to a little kid, amazing. (laughs) Someone who likes to cook, that's a green flag. Someone who is able to vocalise their feelings about me. Like, tell me that you like me. You know, I don't need to go guessing. And also, what I think is so interesting is that... So, I've become way more confident this last year. Like, to the point where, like, I could be with a guy in my room... And I'll look in the mirror and I'll be like, you're just so gorgeous. Whereas two years ago, three years ago, I used to say, why am I fat? Do you really like me? I'm not that pretty like other girls. That's what I used to say. And now I don't let a bad word come out my head. Even if I'm having like a slightly like bad body image moment, not even day, but like a moment, I wouldn't even say it. Um, If I'm having a bad body image day, like it really doesn't come like as often as they used to like and I don't mean that in a way of like trying to boast like in a way of understanding that there's a light at the end of the tunnel like I really don't get them often but just generally not talking bad about myself in front of someone and so where I was going with this was that you know back in the day when I was saying things like oh I feel fat and oh I feel like this and oh I feel like that I wanted them to basically tell me how much they liked me how much what they thought of me what is funny now is that since genuinely being more confident and like, you know what, I'm not questioning my looks one bit, or personality or whatever, I still want you to vocalise your feelings. Because if I'm vocalising it, and if I'm saying, yeah, you know what, I feel good and whatever, why would I want someone who doesn't share the same, like, like, I want you to hype me up. And not because I don't feel hyped up myself, because I, like, it's coming from a place of knowing that I'm good enough, that like, yeah, I want to hear it from you. And like, I had this with the guy that I said that I had like a few month fling with in um, summer. And he was in like complete, like he really, really liked me. And he really was like, oh my God, like how am I with you and whatever. And you know, there was times where he was like, he would like compliment me and then he'd be like, oh, I've said enough. And I'd be like, no, no, no. Like, Like, I'm the type of person that like, if I see someone looks pretty, I'm going to tell them. If a guy is with me and they look hot, I'm going to tell them. And so do the same for me. 
if I look pretty in a certain outfit, if I look nice, if I look cute in the morning, tell me. Don't hold it back. Don't think that you're going to blow my head off. My head's already blown off with my confidence. Do you know what I mean? I need someone to match it. <laughs> um... Another green flag is someone who feels safe. You know, you just feel safe with someone, you feel safe in their arms, they feel like a safe person. That's a big green flag. Someone who inspires me to create, whether that is create videos, um, create friendships, create anything. But I am mainly talking about like work and stuff, like someone who inspires me to do more of my stuff rather than less of my stuff. Again, I've had things with guys where when I'm in a thing with them, I tone down my creation because I'm almost like adapting to their ways and you know, not many people, like their jobs aren't in like content creation or whatever you wanna call it. And I'll find myself like just generally doing less because whether or not I'm spending time with them or I don't wanna film in front of them. But someone who inspires me to create is really something that I admire. Someone who inspires me to grow. Someone who knows that I'm enough already, but inspires me to become the better version of myself in terms of being more there for myself feeling more confident in myself um everything like that i'm just really gonna shoot through the next ones but someone who allows me to be myself someone who allows me to have a voice and be heard um and yeah they are my green flags now i want to go through my red flags now, these are my red flags of things I won't accept in a relationship or going into one. So if I am going in, like, if I'm seeing a guy, it's been a couple of months, or it doesn't matter how long it's being, but, like, it's one of those things where you are pretty sure you're going to go into a relationship. If these things start happening, I am now out. And when I mean out, like, I don't want to say that I'm completely harsh with it. It's more like if it's a reoccurring thing and I just understand that this isn't, like, best for me. Um, if you're not going to reply to me for days, how do you expect me to be in a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship? Let's be real. Like, absolutely fine if you need space. I'd actually love, I would actually find it so hot if a guy said, I need some solo time for two days. I'm going to go somewhere and I don't want to be on my phone. I would be like, I fucking love that. Like, go ahead. I find that hot. But if we're just chatting and then you just like air me for two days and then you pick up in two days and be like oh like whatever that's not boyfriend girlfriend material do you know what I mean there's a difference just communicate what you need I'm cool with that um playing games with my emotions telling me things you know telling me nice things one day one day like I want you and you're so pretty and I miss you and then being unavailable on other days and completely airing like no not for me um, hiding me from others, whether that's online or in person. Um, I don't need to be hid. I'm a star. Show me off. <laughs> but again, like, if it's a mutual thing where we're discuss discussing that, like, it, like, we don't want to share each other online, that's a lot different to, like, hiding each other in your personal life too, if that makes sense. Like, hiding from friends or family or... I don't know, whatever. Like, if you just feel like you're being hidden, it's not a nice feeling. If he tells me I shouldn't talk to other men or doesn't trust me with other men, major red flag. And to be fair, I haven't had this in the last year because since being more confident, I don't think the boys that I've interacted with has even had the space to feel like that they can say that to me. But it's so interesting that when I was, like, way more insecure as, like, a 17-year-old, the boys in my life would find their way to be, like, you shouldn't talk to other men and you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that. And that might be an age thing on their behalf. But as a general, like, it just happens a lot less now. And if people even slightly say that to me, I wouldn't even think about, like... Well, I think there's actually two ways. Now I'm thinking about it. If they come to me with just a little genuine worry, like, a little, like, you know what? I feel a little bit stressed, like, when you go out, like, we've just started dating, like, if they're just communicating nicely, and I can just tell them honestly, like, darling, I'm with you, I am loyal, cool, and if I give them the reassurance, and they're fine, that's cool, but if they're talking to me in, like, a demeaning way of, like, I can't trust you, and you're this, and you're that, and you're gonna talk to other people, get out of the way, if you just need a bit of reassurance, I'll be there for you, but 
please trust my reassurance don't then like every single time not believe me because then it will make me not believe myself because it's like well if you don't believe me like what's going on here um a red flag is any fucking indication that they don't want a relationship because i used to think it was something i could work with if they said "Mm, i'm not sure if i need something right now that is a very very big indicator if they go oh you know like um you know i can't stay committed but you know i really really like you Uh ah no like unless that's what you want to you don't want something committed go ahead but i'm talking about going into a relationship and let's say there was someone knew that like i was really really liking and they were like a tiny bit hesitant in terms of like you know i wasn't on the search for a girlfriend but you've come in and i don't really know how it's gonna go i'd be like you know what i'm actually on the same page too because i'm single right now and i would just prefer to have an open discussion about it like let's just talk about it um another one is abandoning me on a night out i've had this with a few guys if we go out together can we somewhat stay together like can we not leave each other on the night out and it depends it really does depend if they pull me aside like if we pull each other aside and we have a loving conversation and we're both reassured and he's just like i really want to stay out with my guy friends and i'm like but i'm really really tired i could probably just take a little chip on the shoulder go home not even chip on the shoulder i think i'd be fine now i am talking about something that happened two years ago so i was obviously in a very different place and it really really hurt me when they would just be so okay with letting me go home and i'm like we went out together and i really look forward to like coming back after a drunk night out and hugging you like why do we have to do this but now i understand that you know we all have different wants and needs and they may have really looked forward to a little lads night out and being out all night and you know if i'm tired i'm tired but if they're gonna like not be bothered to come away from their group situation for 10 minutes to talk to me and make sure that I feel okay going home and whatever that for me potentially is a red flag actually it is okay the next one and this is something that I haven't fully decided on yet because I could potentially learn a bit more about myself on this one but when they don't fully believe in me like I understand that it's my responsibility to know my self-worth and what I can achieve in this world but I don't need doubts from anybody else in my close circle. Do you know what I mean? I don't need a precautionist. That's probably not even a word. I don't need someone to, like, in a relationship, in a loving relationship, I don't need someone to be like, oh, what if, what if, what if? I can completely understand if there was a massive red flag in my work and they came to me and they were like, I literally love you, but I think this thing that you're about to do could potentially go like this. Shall we talk about it? Like, I would actually really rate that. But in terms of like the minor things that I'm not even minor, but like the small stepping stones I'm taking, or let's say it's like a big achievement and they don't like care about it too much or like just a bit like, oh, well, what about this? Or have you thought about this? Like, I don't need that. I need someone to hype me up so much bigger than myself. Right. Next page. <laughs> um, okay. This one's a little bit more, you know, talking about the intimate level, but real, raw and honest with you guys there's two sides to this doesn't have sex regularly without talking about it so i am fine if you've got your stuff going on or there may be things coming up but if we're not having sex regularly and you're not willing to talk about it and you're just kind of pushing it to a side for me that's a bit of a red flag because i'm like i need to talk about this because it is one way of you guys to connect and fair enough if they've got their own stuff going on or they have valid reasons or not even valid but let's say they don't want it or they've got their stuff but please talk about it with me it will bring us closer even if we can't be close having sex it will bring us closer if we can talk about the situation rather than completely avoiding it because my brain will go somewhere else i've had it in a relationship where i started thinking that i was unattractive because they didn't want to have sex when really they were just really struggling in themselves and work and for guys that normally really affects them like for girls if we're struggling having sex will like help us in a way whereas apparently with guys if things in their life aren't going well like job and work and other things sex is almost like the last thing on their mind i may be wrong but that's what i've been told another red flag is they don't want to solve problems together now again with these red flags you also have to understand that some people just haven't been taught these things and so they're not all red flags so let's say like doesn't want to solve problems together the person you're with may have never been taught in childhood to solve problems together they may have taught to attack they have made 
they may have been taught to like avoid big situations the red flag in it is almost like let's say you are trying to you're consistently trying to solve things in a safe manner in a comfortable manner and months on months they are just not willing to go in that way it's not that I'm naming that person bad and being like you're a red flag it's more like this is a red flag for me in a relationship because I really need to be able to solve problems together so I've got to put my my piece as a priority and so I may have to let go of you another red flag is says mean things to me in a non-jokey way like jokey way cool we can be playful but you say mean things to me I don't I don't like that Ooh, this is a juicy one wants to be seen with me but not actually be with me so doesn't mind being seen with me we know what that means whether that's in person or online but let's say when we're actually together alone time you don't want to cuddle up on the sofa or you don't want to be close or you don't want to chat like for me that's a very big red flag potentially niche specific you know another one about space not allowing me to have space and making me feel bad about it like if I just want to take myself off if I want alone time or if I don't want to be on my phone all day don't make me feel bad about it I'm gonna obviously communicate to you that that's what I'm doing but yeah when they don't understand that work is one of my biggest priorities in life it doesn't have to be your priority but it is mine and it's a red flag when people try like steer me away from it and yeah when they're like talking me away from working like oh but why don't you just like be with me for a little bit longer or do this and I can understand we love the alone time and I have definitely been that girl that have squeezed on harder to the guy in bed because they need to go somewhere and I'm like oh just be with me a bit longer like I know the feeling but on a consistent basis it's not good for the other person because you have to understand that the outside things in life that are going on elsewhere in their life apart from you is what keeps them in a really good place and so if work can be going well and if their fitness goals can be going well you're gonna get a better partner because they're gonna be happier potentially a red flag is they don't want to see my friends or family they don't want me to meet theirs another red flag is doesn't put equal effort into meeting do you know what i mean i'm okay if you can't like if something generally comes up or whatever but i want both of us to be equally excited when meeting each other and a red flag is more like a red flag on my behalf but like if i feel the need to change myself around them if that is happening i see that as a red flag so yeah i know i shared a lot i actually still do have things in my journal um, I just want to go over a few things. So one thing is to really understand that you're allowed to have the characteristics you want in a relationship. And I know I've already talked about this, but for a long time, I compromised the fact that a certain person didn't want to go do fun things, didn't want to go travel, didn't want to go on adventures. And so, of course, I at the time I really saw myself with that person and so I just compromised and I was like fine we won't do it now oh my fucking god I am allowed to want to have fun with my partner I'm allowed to want to explore and travel and find someone who wants to do that with me you're allowed to find anyone you want with the character like with a few main characteristics and there will always always be elements of a person that don't quite match your green flag list and that's okay nobody is perfect absolutely nobody and definitely recommend reading the book attached if you're kind of resonating with a lot of this because it does talk about learning how to compromise in like a good way learning how to get through conflicts i'm gonna actually finish off with just two things that really helped me get out of this constantly anxious relationship place because obviously i've given you a lot of information whether or not i've given you practical things to work on one of them is stopping yourself going into the danger zone there is something called the danger zone in this book and i'm going to give you an example you're talking to the person you send a text they don't reply for a bit and you start to get a tiny bit anxious and so you try to counteract that with contacting more so you can have more closeness so you call they don't reply you're getting now more anxious you then text you're getting even more anxious they now don't reply to anything for a day you've been anxious the whole time, you even went to the gym to try to settle yourself, you, you, you're in this danger zone, you are quite literally on edge until you get a text back. Once you get a text back, you're back into the safe zone, you're feeling okay, 
And what happens is, is you can spend a lot of time in that danger zone. I spent a lot of time. When I was crippling with anxiety, I was just fully in that danger zone all the time. One of the tricks is to stop yourself going into it. And I used this tool the last two months and it has helped me so much. And that is quite literally stopping yourself doing the extra bit of contact. So I'm not telling you to like play games and stop contacting. But let's say you send a message and you can feel yourself just get a little bit like, oh, I could, re- I would really like an answer, but I understand that it might be busy. The easiest times for me was when I didn't send another thing because if I had sent another thing, my head would create a story like, okay, well, you sent them twice and they're still ignoring you. So they're definitely ignoring you. You send them three things. Oh my God, they're really, really ignoring you. Whereas you send one, they might've just missed it. And so try keep yourself out of the danger zone by sending what you send firstly, but then not following it by calls and texts and calls and texts because you're just going to take yourself into a very anxious space. And so if you can just keep yourself a little bit more above the clouds, that would help. And the next thing is be willing to leave, which is probably one of the hardest things as the anxiously attached person because you would think the avoidant. You think that would be the avoidance place, but really it comes back in a little circle because once you give them a bit of space, they come back and then you get delved in again and then you think they want something and whatever and just to know that you are willing to leave and that your piece is a priority is really really going to help you um but I am fully aware that I've been chatting for a very long time and I would really 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 love to know how you found this episode because I think on a general like sometimes I feel like relationship stuff it's like oh but you're like fitness and well-being so don't talk about that but I feel like it's such a key thing and like sometimes people don't understand how much it can affect you and like it affects your well-being and it affects your health and fitness. I've definitely found that and so I would really love to know if that's helped you and how many people are going through it. I'm sending so much love. I hope you have an amazing day. There is light at the end of the tunnel. I am now going to spend some time outside but yeah love you all. Bye.